Oh my goodness. So and how you doing today? I know that Dennis that Dennis was something else. Cause I swear. Listen, I believe that health is wealth and handling shit the sooner is better. So yeah. I was like, am I gonna put this off for the million time or am I just gonna get it done? So I just got it done. Oh man, my shoot. That's how I, that, that, that's how I fucking feel because I'm tired of damn two fakes. When they pop up, could they get worse and worse? <laughs> exactly. Like that shit will not just go away. Like we we try to make shit go away with our imagination. It don't work like that. Oh hell no! Nah. You know how black people is. We don't go to the doctor unless we have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, being a part of the lifestyle that I'm in, it's definitely encouraged me to take better care of my health. Um, see the doctor more often. But yeah, yeah that's definitely black people culture. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. So, Miss Lady, I did my research, and you—you you are a lady that does a lot. Um, <laughs> and, Perfect way to describe it. And first off, you gonna tell me about this movie that that that, that you that you're in because I've been on. My two B, I've been on my two B shit for the past month or so mm -hmm. with black independent, you know, film creators and stuff like that. And I saw that ooh, in the movie, people she even showed us the movie check. It ain't no joke. I said, all right. <laughs> so tell us about this movie and the role you was in. Um, so the first movie I ever did was called Step Up Three. So mm -hmm. if y'all are familiar with like Save the Last Dance and those kind of mm -hmm. movies, um, when those were really popular, um, I was a big fan of it. I was a big fan mm -hmm. of that whole dance culture, but I didn't have no mm -hmm. rhythm, believe it or not. Now I'm a dancer. That's how <laughs> irony works. <laughs> but um, yeah, so when good. I had moved, what'd you say? Is it probably pretty good at it, but go ahead. Yeah. I mean, time tells all. So luckily. You know, I found my rhythm, but um, when I got casted for the movie, I was living in Atlanta. I had decided to start it. I had decided to start taking my um, career as an actress a little more seriously. So mm -hmm. uh, I did a couple castings. I applied for a lot of them because most of my photos were very uh, spicy. <laughs> I believe that's oh, why. Yes, I Lord. <laughs> I believe that's why I didn't get a couple of the of the castings I wanted, but I believe that mm -hmm. anything for me won't miss me. I'm pretty comfortable in my lane, and I'm attracting and manifesting situations that align with me. Mm -hmm. So that was my first movie, Step Up 3. That was a great time. Um, my second movie was Wakanda Forever. I got casted to be on that movie, and I was going back for my final fitting. I was mm -hmm. a warrior. At this time, I was bold and bold and excited. Um, and what they did on set during the time of all the pandemonium was um, mm -hmm. before you could come on set, you had to get a COVID test right before. Oh. Mm -hmm. So I got a test and it said I had COVID, but I was mm -hmm. fine. So it was mm -hmm. one of those false positive situations. And, mm -hmm. and I missed out on a major opportunity because of it. But again, I believe that anything for me won't miss me. So I didn't okay. sweat too bad. 
Oh my goodness. So first of all, the fact that you got the opportunity to be on Wakanda forever. Yeah. So 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 understand as the warrior, that means that she was she's an action star, ladies and gentlemen. That means she do it. Listen, I don't know what that was that was very physical work from the movie that I saw, goddammit, for what they were doing. (laughs) Right. You see, I've always had a fit body, and I actually got Mm -hmm. made fun of when I was younger about it. But now Mm -hmm. that I do pole, that just increased my body's tones. So I guess Mm -hmm. in combination with the tone of my body and the um and the bald head I had at the time, they just were Mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, we need you," because it damn sure wasn't because of my height. I'm only five one. (laughs) (laughs) I probably would have been the shortest warrior in Wakanda. Oh my God, that 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 would have been hot, yo. I'd be like, damn, I'm doing an interview with someone that played in Wakanda forever. I know I'm gonna be doing something right in the podcast universe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got close almost, enough. Almost definitely. So give me one second. Hello, smokers. How y'all doing? And welcome to the Smokers Lounge. You know who I am, Kevin Arbor Southern Chap, aka the porn rap star. You can find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Got four wonderful sponsors to tell you about. The first one being the Facebook of the LS community, lsworld.com. Next up, the highest adult magazine in the game, eroticism magazine, eroticism Next up, for you content creators, 90% profit, no hashtag issues. For you consumers, a new place for you to consume your triple X content. I'm talking about the one and only excitebunny.com black owned ladies and gentlemen and last but not least award winning award nominated little smut with some voiceover and they even got a VR section we're talking about the one and only blusherotica.com go to today and get yourself subscriptions shouts out to my man Charles aka the cinematographer proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network so go over to shop gwdistrict.com and buy black from over 500 black owned retailers and shops also Go over to FullySwapRadio.com in the mornings to check me out five days a week talking to the business's hottest talent producers and everything up under the sun. We discuss sexuality, life, and everything in between. Also, check me out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com as well as the BGPLLC app. Now, as you see this chocolate gorgeous lady that wear many hats and can work a pole like no other. She might need to have her ass in motherfucking P-Valley out this bitch for what I have seen. Introduce her sexy, gorgeous ass. Hello, hello. My name is Candy. I go by by no other name on Instagram. Um, as, <laughs> as the smokers have come to witness, I'm a woman that wears many hats, um, a.k.a. a Jane of all trades. Um, and a soon-to-be master of them all, I believe I have that capability. Um, but yeah, today we're just following me through the chaos as I get ready for my lifestyle event tonight. Um, Almost definitely. And let's talk about that. Let's start with that. Tell us about your lifetime, your, your, your lifestyle event. So I'm actually fairly new to the lifestyle. Um, I went out on a whim, went to my first party and fell in love. And... Um, <laughs> I decided to put my own twist on it to make it a more inclusive space for first timers. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you've been to the strip club. Maybe you you like to go out and you like to party, but to make that that hardcore transition into the lifestyle, 
can be difficult. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do is have different spaces dedicated to different people that are in different in different standing. So if you're already into the lifestyle, you got somewhere in the venue to go. If you're newer to the lifestyle, you got somewhere in the venue to go. If you hardcore in the lifestyle, you got somewhere to go. So um, by having all those in one venue, it allows anybody to kind of cross over because I've mm-hmm. spoken to a couple of people in the lifestyle and they're like, it's kind of boring doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you want that extra element of fun or surprise. And that's mm-hmm. what Kittenland really is. I think it is a place of pleasure. Um, mm-hmm. It has been for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think also a part of it was proving that, you know, after moving to Atlanta and coming back to New York, proving that I was capable of, you know, bringing people out, bringing out a crowd, having that mm-hmm. love and support that I had before I left. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So I know throwing an event, I've thrown events in my days. Um, I, I've never done a lifestyle event. Now, that's a totally different animal and beast. Mm-hmm. Talk about everything you had to go through to put a, a event like this together, you know, period. So first, I believe in solidifying my roster. Because if you don't have beautiful women um, for people to come out and see, I mean, I'm sure I could sell some tickets by myself, but I damn sure couldn't handle as many people as going to be there tonight by myself. (laughs) I I had to call in backup. So I went through my social media because I teach pole classes and I work in clubs. And like I said, I um, have recently been a part of the lifestyle. I was able to, you know, pull on my different networking skills and find some ladies that were down. Um, once I did that, I had to put together the flyers to promote, put together a website to secure sales, mm-hmm. secure a venue, secure security, um, and just every element of the event that I wanted to see. So for example, I wanted beds, I wanted a pole, I wanted um, mm-hmm. lights, and I wanted... <laughs> A bar. So all of those things I have done by myself, you know, um, shout out to ESP. That is the lifestyle company that I've been working with. And um, they just kind of inspired me to take lifestyle and make it my own, partnered with my experience in the clubs. Um, And they've been helping me promote. But for the most part, I've been doing events for years, so... I've been doing this shit on my own. I want a team, but to trust people with your vision is always a task. Yeah, it's hard. The hardest part is giving up power and responsibility to others and and having the faith that they're going to do it the way that you would do it and do it right. You know, I'm in that situation right now. (laughs) I think the hardest part for me has actually been finding people who aren't so concerned with their self-interest that yeah. they can separate like hey today is about candy like mm-hmm. I'm going to show up on time I'm going to do what she needs me to do I'm going to do it well I'm going to do it as if it was my own because that's mm-hmm. how I show up for everybody you know if I'm working at an event I'm like okay how would I want my event run let me mm-hmm. play my role like that but mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of just showing up for the money a lot mm-hmm. of people just seeing what they can get out of it and yeah. for me, like, I can revoke the power. I learned how to delegate tasks. Mm. I'm not a strong, independent Black woman. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm a strong, independent black woman who needs some motherfucking help. You know, so mm-hmm. I can I can be honest and transparent about that. But when I say, hey, I need help, who can I call on? Who can I trust to really have my fucking back? So true that. Right now, it's nobody. Uh, I got a few yeah. popping out, <laughs> but I'm yeah. doing this shit all on my own right now. So the girls that you have in coming, are they going to be entertainment to kind of help jump things off? Because I know it's some, you know, at some lifestyle parties, they have a little bit of entertainment. The girls, you know, get everybody in the mood or what have you. Is that what, what the purpose of them? Well, my, my goal is to make the process as authentic. Okay, Siri, be quiet. My Siri, run her mouth. That's on my work phone. Um, my goal is to make everything as authentic as possible. So these mm. ladies are really here to do whatever it is that they want to do. Um, okay, I got you. I have a group of ladies that were designated by choice to come mm. and and dance, and then mm. I have some ladies designated again by choice that really just wanted to come and participate in lifestyle shit and then i have some ladies that wanted to come and whip people in the dungeon <laughs> oh my god oh good night so hold on we got ladies that go to strip we have the jump off girls because at any swinger party you got to have the jump off ladies these are ladies that kind of get the shit popping so some of y'all people have never been to the lifestyle party you know period because if because sometimes you need to jump off girls because it it, it might take everybody to get into it. You feel me? Yeah. It takes sometimes them seeing to get into it. And that would the jump ball girls are for. Oh yes. My first party was my first party was in February. February twenty fourth. It was my birthday mm-hmm. party. Um and I decided I would be the jump off girl, you know, like mm-hmm. I I brought my partner, my play partner. Mm-hmm. Um, front and center as I was getting a massage and started going to town um, mm-hmm. just to kind of set the tone of like look I'm not inviting y'all here to do something I wouldn't do myself but it's like to have the confidence and comfortability to participate I think there's a segment of lifestyle people that haven't necessarily been in the lifestyle but want to reap the benefits mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. so they would never do anything like that but for me I yeah. was like I'm, I'm going to show y'all that real <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure if they saw you in action, I know dudes was like, <laughs> and some wives. Absolutely. You know what? I need some more wives. Send send some my way. I need more couples. I think I got about three coming out tonight, but I could mm-hmm. always use a few more um, for some good company. Yeah, because I'm surprised you ain't got a lot of couples. And me and these motherfuckers looking for a unicorn. <laughs> it's, it's they are, but I'm not York. easily phased. You know, I'm mm. not easily phased at all. So they, some people when they recruit and they they unicorns, they they want somebody that's desperate for them or, um, yeah. somebody just just gonna fall in line with whatever they say. I'm not that girl. <laughs> I feel you on that. So now, as y'all heard, she said that she works the pole and she works in the club. So. We about to go in the time machine. You know how we talk about everything. And it's funny because you said it because you were saying that you couldn't dance. So it made me think about that scene in Swarm where the girl did her first dance. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Swarm yet? I have not. Okay, okay, okay. I'm I'm just going to describe this. Think of the worst stripper you ever seen. (laughs) And the lady... 
the lady told her, look, you got to get better. You're going to be out of here in the butt. Because I'm tired of having dudes leaving with scratching their heads. You're fucking up the butt. <laughs> Can't see what that bad of a stripper. <laughs> So you got to watch Swarm. You got to see what I'm talking about. But at, towards the end of the at, at, towards the end of the episode, she came out like like Miss Thing though. So she got it ready. You know what I'm saying? But um, shoot, no, nah, but it was a good movie. But let's go. Like I said, go back in time. What got you in the club? Hello. Hello. Commercial break. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, cause I was like, man, cause I know how it is when you, when you, when you an hour, you got to do the the final, final countdown and and the final the list. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything. Make sure everything is straight. You know what I'm saying? And even be prepared for the unprepared. <laughs> So we're back for commercial breaks, people. You know, we call her an hour from her doing her wonderful lifestyle event. So y'all know how it is. You know, when I did when I talked to bosses, it, it, we'd be on the go. You know what I'm saying? So, but not what I was saying about uh, Swarm, Swarm, the movie. I don't know how mm-hmm. much you heard what I was saying. Was not she was she she was so bad that the lady what did the the the, the old heads was like look you got to get your shit together for they kick you out of here the month because you got the guys leaving scratching their heads. <laughs> but later Listen. on in the that episode, but later on that episode she got off though as a stripper though, you know period. But so tell me about what got you into the club and your first experience in the club. I mean, it was a it was a long road to a emotionally, mentally, and physically abusive situation with a woman I was dating, mm-hmm. and um, I needed money. Mm-hmm. I was about to sign my first lease um, mm-hmm. after breaking up with her and staying in a hostel for two weeks. I had a lot of shit mm-hmm. going, and I I walked into a strip club, you know, through one ear to the next. I was able to find a club that I my friend thought would accept me and um, walked in in some like rainbow panties and a little bra and some regular ass heels not knowing the difference between a stripper heel and regular heels Heels. and I guess the house mom saw something in me because she hired me Mm -hmm. so from then on I was like you know what well shit walking in faith might work out sometimes (laughs) (laughs) so shoot so <clears throat> so, uh, when did you start learning to work the pole? Because what people don't realize, the difference between working a pole and being a pole artist. Um, because, like, if anyone ever watched Pay Valley, those are pole artists. They be, I'm sorry, they, they, these ladies can do some amazing shit. And you got to be strong as fuck for the shit that y'all be pulling off, yo. For real. And kind of fearless because depending upon how, how high y'all go on that pole and how high the pole really is sometimes, you know, period. I be seeing some of them, them, them videos where the pole be like damn near about what? Damn near three stories high. They be got they up high, what have you. So when did you start learning to work the pole and, and, and um, 
or what have you? So um, I learned pretty early. Well, I started, you know, practicing pretty early because one of the clubs that I was working at mm-hmm. made us work eight hours a day for four days mm-hmm. a week. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that some strip clubs do make you work on a schedule. So they made us work on yes. a schedule. And with eight hours in a day, you know, um, there's a lot of shit that you could get done. So I just dedicated myself. I practiced, watched videos, watched the other girls, took notes. Um, mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, I got to a point where I felt confident enough to take it to the next level. And then I got good enough where people were suggesting that I should teach. And as a serial entrepreneur, it only takes one potential client to believe in me. And I'm starting yeah. that fucking business. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I believe it. So because, I mean, one, I'm pretty sure that you do work out. Um, you stay in shape because to be a pro artist, y'all have to be in good shape for many of the tricks that you learned. Mm-hmm. What was the first trick that you learned um, from the pole? Other than the swinging around the pole, shit, this, that, and third. Um, flipping upside down was actually my first trick. Um, spinning around, maybe. But I think I'm one of those type of people that want to run before they can walk. So I'm pretty sure before I started even really spinning, I was trying to go upside down. Oh my goodness. And, 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 no, here's the hard part. Hold it. Got to be able to hold it when she do it too, people. Because I, cause, cause I ain't going to fret. Y'all some strong, y'all some strong women, got <laughs> Because even to the point when, like, when I used to see a dude that could hold himself to the side, just the body control that y'all have to exude doing this shit, man. I know it's physically taxing. Physically. Um, actually, pole has been a source of mental relief for me. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. the same way that when you hit the gym, that adrenaline gets you gets your vibe right. I think that mm-hmm. pole has been that for me and a lot of other people as well. Um, and I think that because I already had a strong upper body strength, that transitioning into then using it on the pole was no different. You know, my mom used to call me bag lady because I would always carry around a bunch of bags. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't think mm-hmm. about it, but doing that type of shit helped you b- develop upper arm strength. Yeah. <laughs> so slowly but surely, I can believe you know, that I was building up my upper body strength, not knowing that one day I would need it to toss myself around the pole. But it's definitely changed my life. You know, the opportunities mm-hmm. and the the first thing I did when I really started touching money was uh, book a flight to Paris and London, and nice. I kind of had the travel bug since. So. Gee. So shoot, so do you do you, are, are you a traveling um exotic dancer? I am. Like, I have been to Tampa, Atlanta. Um, I think mm-hmm. those are the only two places where I kind of really solidified and made my mark. Um, as well mm-hmm. as like New York. But um I'll go just about anywhere. I'll go wherever the money is at. <laughs> I feel you with that. I feel you with that. So now with um now, of course, you said now you're also a pole instructor. Um, yes. W- why is it important for ladies to learn to work the pole? Because I'm pretty sure it gives them confidence because it's something that some women feel they can't do. 
um, or what have you. I know that's one it probably does. You know, but what's some of the other advantages for a lady to learn how to work the pole? Um, besides the health benefits of developing your upper body strength and like mm -hmm. you said, the confidence factor, um, to keep it real, I started off advertising as by us for us kind of thing. Like I'm mm -hmm. a dancer, so I'm teaching dancers how to use pole work to increase their income. And mm -hmm. I started teaching during the pandemic actually, um, when a lot of clubs were secretly open. So I'm like, mm -hmm. look, clubs are secretly open. People are risking their lives to come outside. They don't want the usual, you know, give them no. some razzle dazzle. So <clears throat> it's a survival instinct for a lot of people. So, you know, a lot of these movies like P-Valley, um, mm -hmm. Hustlers and stuff like that, it kind of glorifies the lifestyle, but it leaves out the element of like real grit that this takes. Yeah. You know, I was as square as could be before getting into this lifestyle, but... Mm -hmm. I had to quickly learn, you know, I had some street mm -hmm. smart. I'm from the Bronx, but like, it's mm -hmm. different. The nightlife is like a whole layer of the world that you'll never see unless you're up past 2 a.m. type shit. Yeah. So, um, slowly but surely, I developed my, my, my mental space where I'm like, okay, I know who to fuck with, who to not fuck with. I know where to go and mm -hmm. not to go. But all of that takes time and all of that mm -hmm. can be extremely dangerous. So mm -hmm. I never wanted to glorify pole work too much. I do mm -hmm. open my classes up to any and everybody, but mm -hmm. I think most of the elements of me are still very proud to say that I am a dancer teaching mm -hmm. dancers and helping them increase yeah. their income. Because, because to be honest with you, um, one, speaking from someone on the other side of the fence of the point, there's no manual to tell us how to do this shit, how to make money at it, mm -hmm. you know, even how to fucking start, you know, period. And so it, someone has to teach people because that's why all these spaces going up on, on Twitter and you have all these people have a podcast because they trying to show people how to get these games or what have you and the real about it. Because of course, like you said, it glamorizes, you know, the pretty of being an exotic dancer, but not, the ugly of it, you know, period. The competition the behind, you know, behind the scenes of monster dancers dealing with the customers. Some of them might be assholes, you know, period. Um, I never forget when I saw Mammy Tip fall from doing a poll and she fell. You know, the danger that y'all put yourselves in to do these tricks, okay. you know, period. Because I got to give it to you for y'all to be sliding down that pole and she yeah, yeah, that's why I get up and sit there and look at her like, she's a beast, yo. You have no choice. You have no choice because of the lack of respect that people have for the internet because they see us as like, you know, monkeys here to do a show. If you're mm -hmm. not doing it well enough, they're going to criticize you. They're going to post you on social media. Mm -hmm. They're going to make fun of you. So rather than deal with that shame... She mm -hmm. decided to get to that bag. And that's that's really the, the biggest choice that yeah. you have to make as entertainers. It's do you want the bag or do you want people to perceive you a certain way? Once you can yeah. let go of one, you can have the other. Yeah, because each point, especially. Yeah, because any, any sex work, you, you can't be shamed and think you're going to make money because you're never going to progress. You know, period. I mean, I don't talk to girls that are. Yeah. You know, exotic dancing competitions. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they have pole competitions, 
that, you know what I'm saying, that ladies uh, compete in and can win or what have you. So for you to be that good and to excel in your field, you can't be ashamed of what the fuck you do. My mama said it best. Don't be ashamed of nothing you got to do to feed your family, boy. <laughs> Everybody can't exactly. feed the goddamn rocket scientists, you know, period. Exactly. So, so now I see you also have an OnlyFans. So we can clarify to my smokers, what would they see on their, their OnlyFans? Um, a bunch of everything. I like to do some specialty content, some fetish work. Um, mm-hmm. I got some dancing on there. I got some explicit content on there. Um, so, so do you have boy girl everything. or are they solo? You have boy girl or you have solo? I have solo, boy girl, and girl. Okay. 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 Cool. 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 So, yeah, and the reason why, because, you know, I, I need to know, you know, where, where the line of questions is going to go. So this it is now. When did you when did you start creating your own content? Um, during the pandemic, uh, the clubs was closed, times were hard. Um, so mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me try. Everybody else is doing it. Let me try it out. And <laughs> it turned out to be pretty lucrative. I started mm-hmm. off trying to market myself in a way that I could still like like we said, I could still keep my respect. Yeah, but. Once the club opened back up, if you was not showing booty hole, they were not subscribing. That is so true. When they got back outside, they were like, nah, you got to show a little bit more, babe. So, so, uh, so shoot, so with with your boy girl, the talent that you work with on the the guy side, or even the girl side, what is usually people that you would work with on the club, on the girl side, and on the guy side, where just people that you just know that are willing to get in front of the camera and, you know, well, no, I do, I do raw, authentic content. You know, I'll be in the middle of, you know, playing with my lover and be like, let's record. I don't do okay. premeditated content unless it's like something mm-hmm. fun. So, for okay, example, in one of the episodes that I have, me and this girl are at a pool party and she was mm-hmm. like oh come lay right here and you know we mm-hmm. it was still very raw and on the fly but like you see her mm-hmm. kind of like undressing me and flirting me with mm-hmm. me and dominating me in a way um and then it just transitions into some next shit after that but like mm-hmm. that's the most curated i've ever been um mm-hmm. although i enjoy acting i feel like sex is one of those intimate acts that I'm not necessarily yeah. interested in at this point in time to mm-hmm. pretend in. Yeah, I'm good you know, with uh, The bag gotta be big if I'm gonna give up something I love and I love <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the reason why I ask that because um, you know, after this interview or whatever, you might have male times that want to hit you up to do okay. shit. Now, is that something that you're looking to jump into on be further your, your situation in the porn side of things or or you good at where you at? Um I think that I think that I'm good where I'm at. You know, if talent wants to hit me up to perhaps work on um play parties together or other projects together, I'm totally mm-hmm. open to that. But um mm-hmm. I definitely am not in a position where Unless the bag is big, you feel me? And I know mm-hmm. that I'm I not well-developed enough in the industry right now for people to want to invest large bags on having me create content with them, especially when so many, many women are out here doing it for free. So mm-hmm. um, 
if the money was right, then perhaps, you know, if the vibe was right, then perhaps. But honestly, the best way to get to know me if you're interested in working with me or interested in building with me is to come to one of my events. I'm so big on support. I support a lot of people. Even if I'm just mm-hmm. posting this shit on Instagram, I believe that love is free and I got a lot of it to give. But a lot of times that's not reciprocated. So the mm-hmm. best way to win me over is to come show me love. Oh, yeah, I feel what you say. Yeah, because the reason why I say it, because we have a thing in our business called Content Trade where they shoot and both parties get the content, you know what I'm saying, to use to make money or what have you. And so, they, so the so people can understand, uh, <clears throat> so I was explaining what content trade is. So you might have guys that want to step to you, but like, well, look, you'd be willing to do a content trade shoot, you know, period. Is that something you would take into consideration? Okay. I'll, I'll content trade with women, but the reality is there's still that girl in me that was a serial monogamist holding on to her virginity for her boyfriend. Um, yeah. That even through all the layers of sex work I do, still refuses mm to give up my body and it not feel 100% satisfactory when I walk away. So the mm-hmm. content creator approaches me, obviously nine times out of 10, he finds me attractive. Mm-hmm. He would probably fuck me anyway. So <laughs> a lot of times it'd be them approaching me because they want to fuck, you know, and the mm-hmm. content is just a bonus. So mm-hmm. because that's not my prime primary source of income. I just don't prioritize that. And and that's the part I was getting to. Because uh well not because to keep it one hundred, because I've been in the business, I've been in the business fifteen years as a male talent. I'll tell mm-hmm. any female, no, you want to work with guys that actually do the business, not content creators. Because content creators are taking more of a risk because if you're dealing with professional male talent, one, he's coming tested. Off gate, mm-hmm. you can look it up online. Two, he done the business he knows how to keep it hard on camera and he knows what to do on camera. You know, because when you're filming, you're not just fucking to fuck. You're fucking for the camera. Even though, yes, it's real. Yes, we might find each other attractive. Yes, we might even want to, might even would fuck each other on camera. Mm-hmm. But we're there to make, create something that's going to generate money for both of us. You know, period. So, but no, nah, but to your point, like you said, because I always talk to girls about ladies that do it all make the most money. And it's called expanding your brand, expanding your repertoire. And you a lady that mm-hmm. has expanded your brand. You're an actress. You're a a a pole, you you you're a trainer. You train people, you know how to work the pole. You also a dancer, you're a party organizer, you're an influencer. So speak to creating a space for yourself where you got multiple forms of income that you're not dependent upon one because that's the other thing that I've discussed that with girls just like you do fetish you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying which is huge so go ahead so um I think I kind of was a step ahead of most people in this industry because I started off in the square world like I got mm-hmm. my bachelor's degree in business so for mm-hmm. me my mind I was already a hustler from young, selling pencils to school, but to then go ahead and get my degree and kind of have that knowledge and that wherewithal to organize and plot and all my websites I've created on my own. I run everything on my own. Um, I make most of my flyers. Some of them Mm -hmm. I hire other people to do, but that's just for lack of time, not lack of talent. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that that really is my secret weapon, just having that business mind. 
but also mm-hmm. not being afraid to invest in myself. I invested in training, fetish training. Mm-hmm. Um, I invested in model retreats, you know, shout out mm-hmm. to Trey Fuller. You know, I invested mm-hmm. in being willing, like if I pull up in somebody's DMs and ask them for information, nine times out of 10, I'm going to offer them a tip for their time type shit. Mm-hmm. I've just always been built a little different. So I would say to the people looking to um, have multiple streams of income, um, find somebody that you trust or that's living the life you may perceive yourself wanting to live, um, tap in with them, ask for mentorship. And just, especially in this industry, keep in mind the old saying, um, mm-hmm. what is it? The one where you got to pay for wisdom. Yeah. The game is sold, not told. Told, yeah. So be ready to invest in yourself if you want to elevate to the next level. And I know it's hard. You got bills to pay. There's been times mm-hmm. where I let myself go to into debt just to simply invest in myself, trusting that I would elevate and then go back and fix that shit later. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that would be the best advice I could give. Yeah, because um, I always because th- this year in porn is the year of fetish. Because a lot of girls said they were scaling back on doing boy girl and doing fetish. And what fetishes do you indulge in? Um, honestly, all of them. I've even um done a little bit of scat play. I had a client in California ask me to take a video. Why do that? You shit on people, but go ahead. I haven't sat on anyone. I've- on someone, but I haven't shat on anyone. Um, I just took a video of me taking a shit. I was like, well, I'm going to do that anyway. I might as well get paid for it. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I, I just set up the little camera and did what I do normally. That's yeah. what I'm saying. When things are a convenience to me, when they feel gratifying, like the fact that somebody wants to pay to watch me re- remove waste from my body is very gratifying. Um... But yeah, in situations like that where I can make money and be gratified and uplifted, which mm. fetish work has done for me because I started fetish work after dancing. So I was able mm. to use that as an avenue of kind of reclaiming my my throne within myself. So mm. I love it. Um, I think that a lot of people have been quick to want to jump into it. Um, yeah. And that's when things get a little oversaturated. So I'm honestly looking for my next move. I like being a big fish in a small pond, and I like being a couple steps ahead. So I'm oh, looking yeah. for my next move. OnlyFans is getting harder to function. So I'm yeah. a lot of my clientele using that anyway. So yeah. I'm just so I'm so. Not, have you looked into other sites? Have you looked into other sites like Minivids, Loyal Fans? Yep, and you know, I'm, right now I'm doing a price comparison on what they offer as far as mm-hmm. um, payouts, um, mm-hmm. what information they require, and I'm taking my time figuring it out if I even want to do content. Because I can mm-hmm. honestly just sell the content that I have for a little while and be good. I don't got to, you know, just keep putting myself in a position where I'm overwhelmed, you know, especially because mm-hmm. I don't have a team yet. And I would rather you come out to my party and feel my vibe in person than you potentially be recording my content. So that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. But I do yeah, because, to go do my makeup. My video yeah. is in 30 minutes now. <laughs> yes, I know. So 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 she will be back, people, because we didn't even get to the crux of the conversation. So with that being said, can we call you a smoke buddy gorgeous? Yes.
Next time she I got something rolled up, I don't even like smoking oh. like that. But she, she had, you she saw me hit a roach right? out this motherfucker. I had to keep the thing somewhere. I had a little ass roach. I said, let me hit that at least. Got, you know, right. it look like something. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Like, you know what? It's a smoker's lounge. It is not exclusive to weed. So maybe I'll have okay. some hookah. See, there you go. There you go. So, people, you heard it first. She will be back here on the lounge, and I'm going to bring her to the premium smoke room. That's right. The best smokers are always premium. That's where we get more insensitive, more wild, more unpredictable. You don't know what might happen. I doubt she might do it, but a titty might pop out. Pops in the head is you don't know unless you subscribe four ninety nine a month for a premium podcast for you to enjoy we talk about everything and the conversation get more saucier and you can only watch it on spotify that's right spotify has video now so now can you listen to your music you can watch video on spotify just like it was on youtube now with that being said candy tell everybody where they can find you and spend money on you you can find me at b-y-n-o-o-t-h-e-r N-A-M-E, that's by no other name on Instagram. As soon as you go on there, you can click all my links and um, you can find everything there. Most definitely. So people, y'all heard it and she will be back. So with that being said, oh, and find that club in Atlanta and New York and go tip this damn woman because I guarantee you, you're going to be amazed once you see that her poll work. You're going to think that she's Mercedes from motherfucking Pine Valley, if not better. <laughs> so, with, so with that being said, you know how we end these things all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye to everybody, Candy. Bye, y'all.